So the next day is still raining. Uh, you have you're all like at least kind of damp and wake up the next day to begin travel. And uh, this is the last day in the Midlands before the Queen's Garden. And we'll sort of montage this section. Uh, everyone's doing what they've been doing. Davery is continuing to practice shooting a bow, yada yada. And we get to late in the day, still raining, and the hills and prairie grasses begin to subside, and the the land starts becoming more uh, jagged, and uh, the the rolling nature of the hills is they become more. Uh, the gradients become sharper and the angles become steeper. It takes you a little bit longer to move with the horses. And eventually you crest a, a, I use the word crest a lot. You come over a hilltop and see before you this sprawling forest that goes for miles, which you know to be the queen's garden. It is flavored. So everyone can kind of imagine, share, uh, what it looks like, uh, the redwood forests and that sort of nature of uh, rural California, where it's the the undergrowth is this lush, vibrant green, and these tall, tall trees that are, you know, f- fifty to sixty feet tall with uh, bright green canopies, and the the trunks themselves are, you know, the diameter of a house, um, and the smell of soil, vegetation, and earth fill your nostrils as you uh, approach the uh, as you approach the trees in the forest. That feels good. Fresh air. Orzak, did you spend any time traveling through this territory at all? Or was your was your time spent more in the southern well, region? Well, there was a lot more. There was a the, there was a full on campaign in mm-hmm. the south, so mm-hmm. there was a lot going on. Probably on the outskirts of it, where it may not be as lush, where it becomes more blending in with the more you know turning to bear, you know mm-hmm. desert and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing. This is a new scene for me. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like in awe. Of seeing trees of this magnitude. How far away is the Queen's Garden from a lull? It is at least a week's ride. Okay. So this, I mean, this area isn't somewhere that I would have been super familiar with either? Probably not. Okay. It's like, uh, you know, it's called the Queen's Garden because it is this very fancy pride of the imperial society that they have access to this enormous... um, magic looking and uh this one-of-a-kind piece of nature this it's almost like a like a state park or something sure yeah kind of okay mm-hmm. cool i have been wanting to go here for a very long time it's even better than i imagined well what are we waiting for let's go uh, davery pulls on the demigriff's reins and we the camera pans down to like a shot of the ground as we see the horse hooves uh, move through the prairie grass and pass through the uh, the camera's uh, view. The time passes and we get to uh, a few days later. You're all deep inside the Queen's Garden now. The trail... Oh, yeah. What's that? I said, yeah, we are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the 
what was before easy rolling hills is now, like I said, the the angles are steeper. It's there's more switching back between and cutting through and around the terrain. So it takes you a little bit longer to go the same distance each day. And we'll just say that this is the uh, third third of the fifth day um, before you expect to reach the other side of this uh, forest. And um, how do I look? I'm going to roll some dice so that you don't know what I'm doing. What? Huh? So the beginnings of the third day, a uh, Orzak, make a perception check for me. Uh, 17. Okay. Uh, you're uh, uh, walking along and you in a split second you feel like some, some like tension around your neck and then all of a sudden a uh, a you hear it like a snap like tree branches snapping and a rope comes flying out of the uh, bush to your right and catches you round the round the waist and hoists you up into the air yeah, you're now dangling like uh, 35 feet up, uh, swinging from this uh, rope trap that has you uh, has you hooked, not hooked, roped. I yell, found it! <laughs> yeah, the rest of you see Orzok now hanging from this uh, hanging from this rope trap in the air. Uh, well, there's bound to be one sooner or later. <laughs> I'm kind of laughing. I'm laughing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that old chestnut. Don't pay attention. Don't pay attention to this, Davery. It's a minor, mo- momentary inconvenience. Oh, what, what should I do, sir? How's your shooting been, Davery? Oh, I trust you. I think. <laughs> uh, pretty good, Orzok. Uh, I've most of the things that I hit now. Uh, I intend to hit. All right. Well, get him down. With what? Okay. You shoot him down, Avery. Shoot him. Not- okay. You know what? The rope. Oh. So Davery like un unslungs the uh, short short bow from his shoulder, draws an arrow, and pulls it, and is like sort of wavering and shaking. Remember to breathe. Go slow. Breathe. Draw and shoot. Instinctive. Remember, just like I taught you. If you mess up, I have healing magic, so... Ornella is just standing, uh, like, behind and off to the side to just see the whole scene. She can see Orzok and and, and Davery and Harbeck there kind of, like, trying to, like, help direct him. Yeah, and Davery's like, I think if I get down, and he, like, hops off the horse and then, like, redraws the arrow... And is looking up at Harbeck. He's got his eyes squinted. At Orzok. Or excuse me, at Orzok. Or <laughs> yeah, please, he's that far. Please down. don't be aiming at Harbeck. <laughs> I just I I, I I nudged the bow toward Orzok I'm like, that <laughs> way. Yep, 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 yep. And uh 
Ornella and Harbeck make perception rolls for me. You have to get above a 20. Uh, what was it again? Perception? Perception. Yeah, so it's, it's wisdom if you're proficient. Is, your is 22 okay? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I just said you had to be above a 20. So I, that I know worked. you did, but I just wanted to say it like that. You wanted to put a... <laughs> roll of six. Look what I did. <laughs> so you rolled a six? Okay. So Harbeck, uh, I'll let you make a dex save. No one else gets to make a dex save. All right. That's great. I'm terrible at decks, and I got a two. So let's. So do you this. just see what is about to happen. Happen. So you can't... I, I, I like. I look up at the tree and the rope, and then I look down at the ground, and I see rope, and I look up at the tree, and I'm like putting it together. Uh, out of the bushes, a uh, a olive, compl- like a uh, similar in look and complexion to Orzok, uh, but he's covered in. Uh, like almost like a ghillie suit. He's got leaves and ferns that are tied to his torso and to his head. It looks like a shrub is jumping out of the uh, forest at you. Same with you, Ornella. Um, make athletics or roll. A, uh, yeah, make an athletics uh, check for me. <laughs> Seven. Thirteen. What's that? Or Thir- thirteen. Okay, so. Um, you you each are simultaneously taken to the ground, and uh, you like a it feels like a, tr- uh, a runaway horse just slams into you with that's how much force comes at you, and you're taken off of your riding horse into the ground into the mud, and you look up and Ornella same thing a humanoid uh, same uh, complexion as Orzok covered in uh, brambles and. Uh, bark and leaves uh, looks almost like a living uh, animate shrub has a sure, knife to your throat and is holding you holding both of you to the ground um, Orzok you see this all happening from above in your swinging uh, trap uh, so fun and games aside now I'll reach, uh, grab my dagger out of the back of my whatever and start trying to Cut my way through some rope so I can get out. Okay. So, uh, at first it was like, yeah, this is kind of funny. Maybe it's not a big thing, and now it's something. So yeah. <clears throat> so the uh, one of the humanoids that has you pinned to the ground, uh, it's just it. The one that is holding you down, Ornella, speaks to you in a language you don't recognize. It's a very uh, raspy and. Uh, there's not a lot of vowels. It's a lot of consonants. It's like a hissing, clicking language is speaking to you. Uh, you recognize, Orzak, uh, that someone is speaking your people's language? So what did they say? What are you doing here? Who are you? And who is that up in the tree? And I, in, my, in that language, I respond back. I say, um, Orzak the Fierce. These are my travel companions. You hear Orzok reply in the same hissing and clicking language, and you feel the grip of the blades uh, loosen against your necks, and their heads turn up to look at you, Orzok. And uh, one of them replies I'm, back. I'm trying to get myself in a way I could like show my face between like some netting or something. I'm like struggling mightily in this goddamn rope thing. Uh, one of them calls back and says. You, Orzok, and you hear him say in, in the, Orzok, yeah, up to Orzok. 
Okay, so they hear, and then that in the the other language, I say, did I fucking stutter? <laughs> what would be the equivalent of that? <clears throat> uh, you've <laughs> suddenly the rope gives way and you tumble <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> Make a, a deck save for me. Oh boy. Uh, I tumble down. I tumble for you. Uh, nine. So, so he, with a yeah, thud. You tumble and, and hit the ground not very gracefully. Actually, you probably like pinch something pretty good, and it really smarts and hurts. And coming out of the forest is another, is a third uh, person who uh, you see he walks a little bit strangely. His He has one leg that is emaciated and... Uh, is like withered, but around his leg is this black uh, material that is shaped like a leg, uh, but it ends in like one of those uh, flippers or like, <laughs> that's not right, but uh, those prosthetic legs that just oh, like have like a bent piece the of modern, iron okay. um, is bent down and acts as an actual leg. And he takes off his uh, gilly face cover and you recognize Ortic is standing in front of you. I get up and I'm like, kind of like wince really difficultly and then I kind of shrug it off him and I run over to him and I literally just pick him up and just start squeezing him. says, ow, ow, you've already ruined one of my legs, not my rib, please. And I just keep holding him. He's, he, he returns the hug and the two men that have Ornella and Harbeck pinned to the ground exchange glances and... Uh, Ortic in like a squeezed voice, let them up, please. <clears throat> and I, I kind of, that kind of refreshes my memory. And, it, the, and it, this is all kind of happening in a language that you guys aren't familiar with, but essentially I'm saying, these are my friends. These are the people that have helped. This is Harbeck and Ornella, and you hear those two words. And we're traveling with Davery, and then and I kind of gesture, you know, they see all this. He, uh, you didn't see what happened to Davery, but he is still like face down in the ground. There is a, a warrior with a knee in his back and has a uh, angular blade like at his spine, ready to just kill him. Like these are good. And I, so I turn I, and I, I and in our language, like this is my brother. This is Ortic. Your brother? You've never mentioned. I don't him. know why they're this far north. Um, what do you? I. I never expected to see you again. Is he speaking in broken common? Yeah. I never expect to see you again, and then you show up with this motioning to uh, Harbeck and... They helped me escape my... They helped me escape the cage I was in. I I push the guy off of me, and I dust my stuff. We're here to help you, you freaking shrub. Remember what I... I like him. Good. I do too. <laughs> he speaks as father did. He's straight to the point. I'm a rat. He like dad. goes in and now he embraces you in a really big, firm hmm. bear hug. Uh, not you, Harbeck oh. or Zach. It is good to see you again, brother. I've, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just did not expect to. Uh, I didn't expect to see you again. I didn't expect to. What do you? Why? Why are you this far from the spines? <laughs> Mother would be excited to see you. It is good of you to come. Uh, well, he uh, whistles twice, and two more men 
slide down from trees. So now oh there's God. a total of uh, six plus uh, six, including Ortic, and have now made like a small circle. They're all in like these ghillie suit style things with uh, blades on their back. Um, uh, brother, there's so much to share with you. I am so excited to see your face again. And I look at him with like a sense that of respect that I, I'm just overjoyed. I mean, he's in command of people and this is something that I'd never anticipated and never would have dreamed of. How long has it been since you've seen your family? Are you actually asking? Yeah. Eight, seven or eight years. Sure. We were, I was, I was small when you left. We're taking. How do you, how are you, I learned because I was, I learned from the people that we were, the people before the troops. But where did you come to know the tongue of these, of the, of, of the northerners? Uh, the scale mother believes that if we are to survive, that we are to learn how they speak. She is wise. Not everyone speaks it, but those who take to it, take to it, and I have taken to it. Indeed. How, <clears throat> why are you, I'm troubled. I was expecting to find you in four days. Why are you this far north? Scalemother has asked to keep an eye on the movements of Imperials from the north. The several armies are camped outside Kitir. Hmm. They're that far down? He nods his head yes. Oh. This is a, a lovely reunion, but we are being followed and we need to get going. You are being followed then? Not immediately. We have four days lead notice, but we should probably move. Yes, well, we should we should proceed. And he uh, turns to the uh, men who have gathered in a semicircle behind him, and he speaks to them in a language that you don't recognize, in this same uh, Barabundi language, and uh, I will, is pointing. So let's just assume that I will do, like, I will translate. So there's not, unless there's something that we want to keep, I, I don't want to do hidden agenda crap yeah, with yeah. this, but... I would. I want to make sure that you know. I'm so just actively from a gameplay perspective. I'm translating as loosely or as roughly as I can to make mm -hmm. sure that we're not having to constantly do yeah. all this back and forth stuff. But I also want to if emphasize okay. that yeah. But this is a like this language barrier will help develop and show that this is a completely different place. Absolutely. So I will make sure to mention those sorts of things. But yes, okay. feel free to do that. That's no problem. Um, so yeah, he's, he says this in Barabundi and points and, uh, two groups of two, uh, together follow each other in synchronous line and, uh, go out, uh, in a, a wide berth ahead and sprint off into the woods. He turns and says, uh, they will scout ahead for us. Uh, we will take the main trail down to the deep spring river. Yes. You're in command. Very good. Uh, follow up behind me. Try not to make too much noise. <laughs> I'll show you. And then, <laughs> he, he smiles and says, uh, uh, Brother, we have much uh, to talk and to celebrate when we get back. And the uh, he... The, and they're not mounted, by the way. They're all walking along and uh, on foot. And uh, Ortic is leading up in front uh, with 
uh, another uh, warrior with him. And uh, yeah, you guys continue to head through the Queen's Garden. Um, so, I mean, just banter and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I've kind of I'm just walking next to my brother and talking to him and, you know, sharing with him the experiences I had basically every day fighting to survive inside of the pit. Um, and I explained to him how we went out for a raid against a small fort, like one of those kind of outposts, those ones that, you know, like what we encountered Mm -hmm. and we slaughtered some, you know, humans and stuff. And then we were overrun because it was a trap and that I was captured and they executed everybody, but they left one person alive other than myself to deliver the message back to the clan that I was not dead, but I was never coming back. And if you want, you know, kind of quell the rebellion kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but every once in a while I just start joking with him and I'm just like overjoyed. He, he tells to you how he came about this, uh, uh, artifact artifact on his leg uh, was done by um, one of the uh, uh, the uh, which one is this? This is the uh, Aakish, the uh, shaman of mm-hmm. the uh, Barabundi, uh, can use the material of Pharaoh to imbue it with magical properties to act as a uh, new limb. So the limb that was withered and dead. Uh, sees life again with this sort of semi-exoskeleton of a leg. I'm super interested in that magic. Oh, yeah. Now, so do we catch, like, Harbeck? Yeah, like, like, this little dwarf, like, peering around the leg and, like, trying to follow it and step and just, like, trying to get at it and poke it. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> while we're walking, and I'll just say, so you'll hear the word pharaoh. It's, um, there is an ore. There is a, a rock in the in where we're coming where we will be going to there are p- those that can weave it um some better than others but it, it is valuable much of its properties are not known to outsiders and for, i fear that once the armies here understand what they can do with it they will be even more difficult to deal with hopefully they don't understand it but i do think you will find it interesting it is more it is not a crude instrument it is a thing that can be it's malleable it's can be creative it's i'm i'm fascinated and, and uh, your your people's secret is safe with me oh i don't doubt that <clears throat> I, w- I would love to i'm learn so more. glad to see my brother and i'm so glad that you're here with me or both you're, of you you're glowing <laughs> listening i'm <laughs> There's a more of a sheen coming out of your abs. What's wrong? <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, just you know, playing it up. So, so. Uh, the uh, late in the day, uh, the end of the third third day comes, and Ortic says that he, him, and his men will create a perimeter and uh, rest easy for the evening. Uh, we'll head off again at first light. Uh, should be uh, only a day or two more. So while we're sitting around the camp, hopefully he's got, you know, the troops can maybe give us a night of rest where we don't have to do watch. Yeah, that was the idea is that he's. Um, I would just ask each of you to share your stories with my brother. Um, It is part of our culture to when we meet others that we 
explain to them who we are as an uh, as a line where we come from and where we are going <clears throat> and i believe that he would probably enjoy to hear your tales sure so he he uh, ordered very eagerly like sits sits on a um a stone and like looks at you uh, Ornella have, with like the most earnest and interested listening like just captivated like oh yes please share um my name is Ornella uh, I'm I come from Alal I I've been a member of the guild for three four years um I I'm very proficient in a with my with my battle axe he like looks at it and, and says a fine weapon. Thank you. I try to take very good care of it. But what of your line? What of where do you come from? These things that you say are all outside. What of where you he like looks to Orzok to like try to help? Remember how I've told you that we share oral tradition. Writings are not Think of the story of your life, where you came from and where you're going. That's the, when, when one speaks of who they are and the story of their life, one can get a sense of their, their character. Um, well, I come from a noble family and I'm the youngest, so I will. Mm. Me too. I I won't ever, well, it, in my family's eyes, I won't ever be of any use to them. No importance. I won't hold any power. If but She is a warrior. Yes, she is. I do not like the, Imperial, the Imperials and their ways. It makes no sense. It's just different. I, um... I left my family, mm. and I am... That is hard. Yeah. I'm doing everything that I can to make my own path, make my own name for myself. Although I carry mm. a noble name, it, it I'm not sure it means much to me anymore. He nods and said, that is, uh, I have not spoken to many from the north. You believe they say you are a dwarf? Yes, have you encountered a dwarf before? There are people like you amongst us. Yes, yes, we have traveled far and wide in the time that this land has risen. My name is Harbeck Thunderfist of the clan Thunderfist. I come from a line of officers and men who dedicate their lives in service of others. Mm. Um, I worship the God of life, and I've dedicated my life to religious study and the preservation of all creatures. That is that is a noble pursuit. He is of the Aakish, then? Uh, yes. Yes, he is. And I think I've heard this before, but I just ask... Uh, Akish? They're the ones of our people who weave the 
threads of magic, the unseen parts of the world. Yes, I believe in this wholeheartedly. We are connected, just like these woods. Well, I, I then, in honor of your story, I will tell you mine. I am uh, Ortic, youngest brother, uh, youngest son of Varuni and the current scale mother. Uh, uh, only sibling of those with uh, Orzak. Uh, I am now the leader of the scouts. I have come north to watch over my people. I do not know many like you. It is a pleasure to meet you, Ortic. I should warn you, it might be... Oh, the word. It might be not good for you to show up uh, in the... Uh, Scale Mother has not spoken to Imperials in a long time. Um, well, if it makes her feel any better, we did sort of accidentally killed the crown prince. What? <laughs> hey, yeah. She will love this. All right, good, good. See, it works out sometimes. Brother, mm. I know that, and this is going to be a mix of our language and our language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Common. Right. In, in Barabundi... The sacred, the sacred tablets, the, the, the ones that tell about the birth of our people. These, both of them have had dreams of the last tablet. There is something happening to the world. The end. The great serpent is dead and gave us life, but death is coming. The horned prince is coming out of the eternity passage, out of the cave. And I hear eternity passage, and I go, yes, yes, we've seen visions of, well, uh, the end of all things. The connections that all life shares ends eventually, and in the abyss in between those worlds, there are things that lie there, dormant, but are, well, set to make an appearance in this world. The Scale Mother, she prepares our people to journey again along the Spring River. Food has come less and less from that place. We have had to travel to the Spring River more this season than any other season before. The world is dying. Many speak that something has happened to the Spring, but I will not bore you with the chatterings of children. We must we must sleep this evening. We have much to think on. The not only do I owe them my freedom, but the reason we are as you said, it'll be difficult for us to it'll be difficult for the scale for a mother to accept Imperials here. They know and they understand. They saw the connection. They are the first to make a real effort. And we have... I just want you to understand how important this is. 
I trust you, brother. I've missed you. I've missed you as well. It is good to have you home again. I think this scene uh, fades out of the of a camera shot pulling back from uh, all of you sitting around by the fire. The next day, uh, morning sun rises. Uh, Ortic is uh, gathering his things, and he is already ready to rock and roll by the time you guys uh, get your bearings and wake up. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so... Just we'll do our routine, I guess, that we've established at this mm-hmm. point, and then uh, just on your on your command. Then we leave, and the day passes without uh, without much incident. There's uh, over the course of the day, the density of the trees begins to become less severe, and the uh, grass, the green lushness, begins to dissipate, and it just becomes this sort of brown, muddy, clayish uh, ground that you're walking on. And you can now see further ahead through the trees, and you, you can see uh, by the end of this day, uh, the, the amount of trees has become uh, so sparse that you can now see further ahead. And you can actually you see this uh, immense brown and uh, reddish tan badlands ahead of these plateaued, it should feel and look a lot like rural Utah coming out of the California redwoods into this uh, sprawling, not like the Gobi Desert, but the deserts of the U.S., this uh, red uh, clay rock. And uh, Ortic turns and says, We have made good time, brother. You're a good pathfinder. And I just kind of take a step and look and just see the landscape that I haven't seen in years mm-hmm. and just kind of stand there and breathe it in. And as everybody's kind of walking and moving past me, I'm just kind of transfixed for a moment and kind of catch my breath and start walking again. And, and you see these tall uh, the towers like the um, like those rock formations you see near like the Grand Canyon where they're just over time, these rocks due to erosion, have just become these skinny, tall uh, stacks. And they make these perfect lines that run in, uh, like they follow each other almost. Um, Still looks like a natural formation, but it's just this unique natural formation to the southern territories. And as you get closer and move your way through towards the middle of the day, you get to a, a part where actually like the ground just gives way. And there's, you know, a 20 foot drop before like a small uh, amount of flat uh, area to walk and then another like 40 foot drop. And uh, it looks like you come to the edge of a canyon and Ortic uh, turns as you all approach the canyon ledge. And he says, uh, this is where we must be careful. The uh, there is a uh, spine hunter that is <sighs> in the area. So spine spine hunter. What what's that? It it owns these lands and the, it it owns the air. It is um apex predator. And I I grab a stick and I start trying to crudely draw something in the ground. I go, this is a spine hunter, and I draw a symbol of a man next to it for scale, and it's very large. My God, I can't wait to see one. That's a first. <clears throat> oh, that is awesome looking. 
So they have these uh, powerful rear legs. Uh, the notable feature is that they have this horn that comes out uh, on their like chin lower jaw that comes to a, a very hard point. Their shoulders have armor plates on them and these enormous wings. Ortix says, spine hunters are the best hunters because they can camouflage themselves. They can blend into the surrounding. You actually won't see one coming until you're on the end of its spine. So be careful. Uh, try not to move too quickly. Go slow. Their vision is not so good from distance. Uh, do not uh, drop or cascade any rock. Uh, it is very important that we do not make too much sound as we descend. Harbeck, I'd uh, try to calm that uh, demigriff. Yes. That, this... that, that will be a meal. Right. This is new land for him. and I will do my best. As uh, Harbin. Well, you know, and actually I think about that and I kind of look at everybody and I say, perhaps we should free the horses before we leave the the edge of the glen? It would be difficult for the horses to make it down, but this creature looks uh, more capable than them. So. Oh, by the way, this is a gift for your tribe. A gift? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, and we'll, I have an egg. We'll explain. We should do a formal presentation right, to, my, I'm, I'm to no the good scale, gifts. mother. Yeah. I love eggs. Uh, you're just excited to make someone happy. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yes, Davery, cut the horses loose. Oh, uh, okay. I go over and like grab our stuff off of the horses' backs and and sort of help Davery with letting the horses go. Davery turns to you, Ornella, and says, "Is this? How did? I don't know about all this." I'm not sure I do either. Well, I'm glad that you're also unsure to, um, I gotta, what? And he turns, no one said anything, and he walks over, he just walks away to another horse, leaving you standing next to this horse. My mouth is like open, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I just keep taking the shit off of the horses. I'm like, uh, okay. All right. Eventually the horses are cut loose and everyone has secured packs to them so that they're not going to like clang around and fall. And, uh, well, the two, the four scouts from before have now made their way back. Um, and they, they've also, all six of the scout uh, contingent have met together and are speaking to each other in Barabundi and the two groups of two then head down the cliff uh, themselves and it's just a lot of like free climbing where they're grabbing onto handholds and slowly, make, slowly making their way down to uh, maybe there's a small ledge that they can get plant both feet down and slowly working their way down the canyon and uh, Ortic turns to you Orzak and says brother are you <laughs> I have not made this climb with you in quite some time. It does bring back memories. Good ones. Uh, are you three afraid of heights? No. No. Perfect. Davery says... He, he, he goes to put his hand up, and seeing that everyone says no, he puts his hand down. <laughs> Good. Um, I will go first. And then you three, and then Orzok, you follow in behind them. 
Don't worry. If you fall, I will try to catch you. That's good. All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, if we have rope, I'm going mm-hmm. to attach rope to my waist. Yep. Um, so some. as an anchor, because I guess uh, this Ortic is, is free climbing because he has no he prop, just, and he just does it. Yeah. And yeah. They're not used to it. Even I mean, with the, with his prosthetic, he's finding footholds with that thing. Oh yeah, and in fact, you can see it is actually kind of pretty well designed for this. It's got these spikes on the end that he can dig into nice. the semi soft clay uh, rock and give him a little bit more grip and surfaces that would not necessarily. That's awesome. So we'll do, uh, you know, the waist tie, waist tie down, and um, I'll just. We'll just make our way down. Cool. That way, if one of you falls, all of you fall. Yeah. Yep. So, if you uh, make some of us fall, your series is over. So, <laughs> right. or we just roll up our characters in Valhalla or wherever we're gonna go. No, you just make new characters: Borzok, Schnarbeck, <laughs> and Gormella. <laughs> I, I kind of like, like Gormella <laughs> a lot. That's a. They're like these bizarro, like <laughs> freakazoid creatures. The Muppets. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, everybody, roll either athletics or acrobatics, whatever you're better at. And uh, I'll just set up Davery. Ornborn. Harbs and Orzog. And Orzog, you get advantage on all these rolls. Oh, okay. Ornella, what'd you get? I rolled a 16, but I have plus 5. So. Oh, nice. 21. Good job. 21. Harbeck? 9. <laughs> okay. And Orzog. You can't just roll down these. <laughs> <laughs> Watch what I can do, kid. <laughs> Ball of dwarf just like tumbling down. Every time it hits, it farts and just <laughs> ale shoots out. Yeah. Uh, I rolled a 23. <clears throat> so you all, uh, so actually, you've that, so uh, basically, over half of you need to roll bad enough to where it would cause a problem. Phew. So. This uh, and you've got four lengths to go down before you get to the bottom, <laughs> okay. or get to a surface to where you could not, you would not have to climb. And the the so the first length of uh, rope, you guys begin climbing down, and immediately Harbeck <laughs> struggles. <laughs> like the handholds are a little bit too far, right? <laughs> but he's in the middle. He's like kind of suspended in this kind of exercise. <laughs> he's like kind of like <laughs> just my my little legs trying to get footing and just. Yeah, exactly. Waving in the air, kicking. <laughs> All right. So uh, next, uh, everyone roll again for me, please. Ornella? Uh, 13. Okay. Harbeck? 22. Nice. Oh, nice. 19. Nice. So this time, Davery, like a couple of his... Uh, like he he puts his leg on a foothold that he thinks is secure, and his his foot slips, and uh, he you see him drop to his arms, and now it's just his arms holding himself up. So sorry, and and the order goes: Davery at the bottom, then Ornella, then Harbeck, then Orzok at the top. 
And so, yeah, you see Davery, like, lose grip, and he's holding, and you hear him go, fuck. <clears throat> he slowly pulls himself back, and you, you see his feet uh, manage to find purchase on uh, a couple outcroppings of rock. Next one, third out of four. Ornella? Um, 18 plus five. Ooh. Harbeck? Nine. Orzok? Uh, 23. Okay. So, this time... That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Nine, 23, nine, 23. Uh, all right. Cool. So, uh... Roll athletics again for me. Sorry, I kind of hijacked that from you. No, it's fine. Jesus Christ. Nine. Harbeck? Nineteen. Eighteen. Oh, man. So you're, uh, you're now three quarters of the way down, about to like climb down the last segment, and uh, you hear Ortic call from below, Davery, move! And uh, Davery just manages to, like, push himself to the side when this enormous uh, uh, dragon-looking creature, but I'm only using that as a description because it's the closest thing that we Mm -hmm. can all share a brain for. It's totally not a dragon. Uh, Its jaw jaw spine stabs into... uh, Davery rolled a 21, which pretty much saved him from getting speared. Uh, this spine like buries itself into the semi-soft clay and dirt and we see from Davery's point of view he just turns to the left and this eye that's the side of his torso contracts and looks at him and it takes its enormous uh, foreclaws and braces them against the rock and pulls its pulls its head back and free launching rock and debris into the air around you guys uh, Ortic yells something in Barabundi uh, he yells a couple names and says left and right, and two warriors uh, that are climbing a little further away from you on the sides. Uh, one of the warriors uh, takes a spear, and you see a spear come hurtling through the air towards the spine hunter, and it mi- and it it goes wide. It it hits where the spine hunter's head was buried into the rock, and. Uh, the creature's head snaps like it moves like a bird its movements are really fast and uh, quick snappy and it turns to look at the warrior and it pushes itself off the rock and with two big flaps of its wings it uh, uh, dives towards the uh, warrior and Nortic says climb down now climb down very fast (laughs) she's beautiful and the uh, you see the warrior uh, free climb and throw himself up uh, like Assassin's Creed style and runs up the wall as this uh, spine hunter flies by trying to spear it and misses. Jesus Christ. Woo! Uh, Woo! <laughs> oh my god. You're the shit out of me. This is scary. The uh, Ortix says... Uh, 
that that is Azakir. That is bad. That is very bad. Uh, you know, Azakir yeah. is like one of the big ones, one of the old ones. Um, the particularly deadly and old spine hunters all have names. Okay. And they're named oh. after cool. uh, that is awesome. specific, mm-hmm. like, uh, named after warriors of your own tribe. That's cool as fuck. Um, <clears throat> so. And you can see now that you're, like, you're climbing down and watching this thing that there are old spears buried in its side. Um, like, you know, it's got a claw that's maybe missing on one of its arms. Like, this thing has seen some shit. It's real mean. You guys get down to the last quarter of the slope. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's at the, how far up are we? Uh, you you have one more turn before you're down. How to many like, feet do you think? Mm, survivable. Survivable. If you if you roll well on athletics, you won't get hurt. If you don't roll well, you'll just get hurt. You won't die. I kind of feel like we need to do a controlled fall. Honestly. Yeah. Yep. I feel like that's the fastest way to. All right, so get down. You, uh, so I've been rolling at advantage, right, because of whatever you were saying well, earlier. You've, you've made these climbs, right? Like, this is a part. So of your... I just kind of tell them, I say, just let go. I, I, can I ask a question? Yeah. What uh, is the demi griff doing? Uh, the so the demi griff is uh like so Davery has a rope and the demi griff is like all the way towards the bottom and the demi griff is just like gracefully uh bounding and using its big claws to grip into the clay and slowly work its way down and its feathers are all poofed out and it's uh slowly backing down the hill and making this weird bird noise at it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm going to shout out to Davery and say, cut it. Okay. And Davery takes out his short sword and swings to cut it in a really cool, dramatic way and totally misses and ends up spinning himself around on the rope. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. Got it. And he cuts. He The second time he manages to cut the rope and... You see the uh, the head of the demigriff that was kind of pulled taut by this rope come free, and the demigriff bounds uh, now can gracefully bounce on little outcropping to little outcropping, almost like a goat, hmm. and makes its way down to That's the bottom cool. and and gets in like a defensive stance and is watching this thing fly and swoop after the uh, Barabundi hunters. So I I yell out to or just let go. Just let go. I already Here did. we go. And and as they let go, I kind of like kind of jump away from the cliff and I put my sword in the cliff and as we're falling, I use I'm just going to hold on as hard as I can and use that to slow ourselves to hopefully looking up at Orzak, I follow suit with my hand axe. Nice. Uh roll athletics if you're doing that. 19. Nice. Um uh, 22. Okay, so you guys actually roll good enough that no one's going to have to roll athletic. You're not going to take damage. You manage to fall, a controlled fall, and get down to the bottom. And the demigriff is now looking looking at you, looking up at the spine hunter, looking at you, looking at the spine hunter, and... It's all right. It's all right. Roll animal handling for me. Uh, 17. Nice. So you see its feathers... Uh, are sort of poof, 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 poofed out yeah. in like an aggressive 
And it, I, I take a stance with my arms behind my back and my fingers flayed out and try to like crouch and like <laughs> do like a kneeling dance. <laughs> uh-huh. And and the the demigriff responds and goes yeah. and also bows and you see its feathers retract and it, it's not in such a panicked state. Uh, Ortic runs over to you, Orzak, and says, "We need to run to where the canyon narrows so that it can't yes, swoop yes, and yes, get yes, at yes, us." Yes, 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 I know the spot. Let's go. And I, we need to run, and I kind of point in that direction. You can kind of see a narrowing curve. Yeah, we're already like starting to kind of run. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Yeah. We got it. Oh. <laughs> like, oh fuck! I better run. <laughs> so there's this small uh, stream that runs in between that you and your feet are splashing, and. Uh, the spine hunter is going to make another swooping attack at this uh, Barabundi warrior. Cacti. Fuck. He only rolls a two. <sighs> and the so the warrior takes a spear and uh, another spear shot misses. And the uh, let's see. Oh yeah. So the uh, the Barabundi warrior goes to throw a spear and loses his balance, and he he falls several feet and takes. Uh, one of his climbing tools and jams it into the rock. And you see he twists with his arm and the blade extends and almost turns, it turns into a shovel and it stops his descent immediately. And the uh, spine hunter flies, swoops past and comes around for another, uh, another look. And it is now running, uh, flying down towards you as you are running towards it. Uh, it is happening. <laughs> to uh, be coming down towards you guys. Hmm. Uh, double time it, double move, whatever we got to do, I guess. It's like one of those things where we got to get to the narrow spot before it can... Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so it's going to make a swooping attack on all of you. Well, it's going to make an attack on one of you. So I'm going to roll a one for Ranella, a two for Harbeck, a three for Orzok, a four for Davery, and a five for the demigriff, and a six um, is I get to choose. Oh God, Ornborn. Hi. So, where where are you in this like grouping of everyone running? Um, are you towards the front, towards the back, towards the middle? Definitely towards the front, because I was like, "Yep, oh, got it. We're running." <laughs> I know. I can see. I have eyes. Picking up. <laughs> Picking up what you these yeah. things right here. You know. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it you see its uh, wings fold into a dive, and it is it is coming right for you, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to make an attack roll on you. You'll also you can also make an attack if you want. God damn it! Nice. I don't know what that means, but I feel like it was bad for you. Yeah, it only it rolled a twelve, so I suppose that's not a hit. Nope. So yeah, this uh, this horn uh, comes. Uh, ramming into right where you were just standing. And this thing, uh, its legs come out wide to stop it from sliding, and it just narrowly misses you. You all run underneath it as it's trying to wrench its horn free from the ground. And uh, everyone roll athletics for me. If you get above a 17, you make it into the passage. 19. Crit. Crit. I don't waste it. 15. Okay, so you don't make it into the passage before it gets another shot, and Davery does not either. Oh, what does the demigriff? Oh, the demigriff totally does. What about so, Ortic? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Ortic too. Uh, okay, he does not either. Uh, he uh, 
so he brandishes uh, his blade, and you can see it's this curved, uh, what do they call it, kunai, with like the curved, like half circle blade. Like a scimitar? Yeah. Or you're talking like a, yep. like that. So yeah. a, a, a kopesh? A kopesh, yeah. Yep. Vaguely kopesh-esque, but not <laughs> quite. And uh, he draws it and begins running and says, I think it is going to get another attack. Prepare. And at the word prepare, this thing is going to attack in again. Uh, one for Ornella, two for Davery, three for Ortic, four. I get to choose. Two. Davery. Fuck. So I rolled a critical to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, athletics is can be kind of wide ranging is yep. there anything i could do for any individual that might be near me to kind of like like i'm in there but am i going to be able to like can i grab a person and drag one of them in is there anything that can be used for that just just asking from a gameplay perspective um well so not really okay yeah they're just too far okay and they still have a whole turn like so about 45 feet to get to okay. the right. to the entrance so Davery, so this thing uh, finally wrenches its spine free from the ground, and its head snaps uh, 180 degrees and looks at Davery, who's like almost last. And he's like, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck!" And he's he's running as hard as he can, and this thing uh, grips with its front claws and is just bounding towards him. He's like making good time, good distance. So we'll see what he rolls. Okay, he hits. So he hits Davery with a uh, 24. And that's a horn horn attack. Horny attack. A horny attack. Davery doesn't like these. <laughs> he takes oh, fuck. 16 plus 4 damage. He takes 20 damage. Oh, so he just gets impaled by this thing's uh, front spine horn through his shoulder. It comes out and you can see like this is all happening in slow motion. Right. And Ornella, you turn and this barbed spine comes through Davery's shoulder and uh, pulls back. And this the barbed part catches into his skin and his eyes go wide and he screams as the spine hunter pulls its head back and. uh uh, right. he's gonna Not try having that. The Davery's the Davery. Davery is going to try to attack the creature, and a fifteen does not hit. And so he's just swinging with his short sword, but he can't really get a good angle on it because it's like on the end of the thing's mouth. Uh, not having this. All right, <clears throat> anyone that's gonna not have this roll initiative, please. All right, that's what I like to see. All right, let me get an initiative going real quick. We have Ortic, Orzok, Ornella, and Harbeck. <laughs> and Harbeck, that's me. <laughs> <clears throat> Ortic. 15. Orzok, what did you roll? Uh, 18. 
Ornella, what did you roll? Uh, nine. Harbeck, what did you roll? Four. What about? Yeah. Uh, so, Orzog, you go first. You know, <clears throat> I am not having this. So I'm going to do, um, so if we're in combat, I'm going to do a full move to the spine, mm-hmm. and I'm going to cut that fucking thing off. Okay. Just not attacking the creature. I'm spending my both actions to hack through that thing that's through his shoulder. So, Because I know how these hunt. That thing's not coming out. They spear and then pull it and then gulp them down. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, You'll so just because you are making a specific shot to not just you're not just hitting whatever's available. Yep. I'm going to say you take disadvantage on this shot because okay. you're you're making a and if you're successful, I will you know what happens happens. So let's uh, maybe we can maybe we need to discuss this because I was going I was going to use uh, reckless attack, which is gives me advantage on strength attacks. Oh sure, so um, that would just mean that there's no disadvantage. So you're okay, just making so a just straight, straight roll. normal roll. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's all hope this works so, out. So, like, Davery is still, like, attached to yeah. the thing. He is. He yeah. is. Uh, 17. Nope. Doesn't hit. God damn it. <clears throat> all right. Ah, I'll try it again. That's it. 26. That is a hit. Woo-hoo. All right. Let's see if I do enough damage to cut it thing off. Almost, almost max damage. Um, so that is 11 plus 2 plus 3. So what's that? 16, 17, something like that? 17 damage. 17 damage. All right. Um, let's see how much health this horn has i'm gonna make up a number so it's hit dice is it it has d10 hit dice um my knowledge of animals tells me that this is a very strong connection to this animal as it uses it as a weapon so it's probably very well connected to its face mm-hmm. and uh you, you just for a physical description its front is more heavily armored than its sides and its back says... did how much damage did you do 17 Okay, so I gave it 2d10 HP, right. and I rolled a 6 and a 10. So it just comes Just out. cleaned it. Yeah. Like, okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. So the sword comes down, and it goes through, and it I kind of yank it this way because it's kind of serrated, my blade, and it mm-hmm. pulls, and there's like a nerve thing kind of attached to what's in... in through uh, Davery's back and Davery's struggling and he feels it go like that and that thing pops and you hear this like a just guttural mm-hmm. yell. I mean, this is uh, the primary hunting tool of this creature mm-hmm. has just been cut in half. And th- this is beyond my character's knowledge, but I think it'd be cool to add that like no one has ever done this to this animal before while it was alive. That like maybe the Barabundi have collected these as trophies after they've killed them. But oh, totally. No one's ever actually taken one off. It's literally like one of the few ways to to uh, neutralize a spine hunter is by taking its main weapon of attack. It's actually probably later there will be tears shed because this animal will die in 
Yeah, because it can't hunt. It can't now. hunt now. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm sad about that. But then I think, you know, such a large predator that, and especially like a large hunting uh, male, I assume, could probably be bad for younger males in a pride. And actually, <laughs> good point. You know, yeah, the 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 herd will be stronger for right. this at some point. Yep. Cool. So uh, next is uh, Ortic. It's his turn. Uh, he sees Davery lying on the ground. And he runs over to him and grabs the, the part of the spine and flicks the uh, barb up. And he he's like examining it and he says something to Davery, like the sound of battle is too much. You can't hear what he says. And he he covers Davery's mouth and yanks the spine through the other side. And you see <laughs> blood come out of Davery's shoulder. And you can see Davery's blood is like coagulating. It's not oh. flowing out. It's a coagulant poison. And you Ooh. see his, his, he just screams, his face is turning pale. Shoot. And, uh, uh, Davery is gonna save versus death. He rolls a three, so he fails <laughs> once. Remember, you need, uh, three fails to die and, but three successes to live. But you, you can, yeah. Yep, yep. It's just important to right. put make that on the record. Yes. Ornella, your turn. <laughs> what do? I am so small mm -hmm. compared to this thing. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, so I want to run um, to Davery. Uh-huh. And I'm, I want to tr get him to the wherever we were running to perfect yeah you can just do that yeah like you you run over to him and you can see his breathing is becoming extremely labored like the blood that's coming out of his shoulder is like almost like a gelatin mm -hmm. like it or flowing out slowly like molasses not like like viscous blood uh and that's he bad, like right? looks yeah. he Fuck. looks up at you and it's his, like his yeah, eyes will stop yeah his eyes are just like kind of looking past you and he just looks completely confused. So as a free action, it's like, and probably even every, probably all the Barabuni people are yelling the same thing, but it's like, leave it. We have to go grab the bot, grab Davery. Let's go. You know, it's just like everybody is kind of doing this, like keep moving. There's no reason to fight. Let's mm -hmm. just keep moving mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Ortic says, uh, pick him up and take him into the canyon. He's doesn't have long. And uh, he uh, get, flips his coat. Kopesh around and uh, begins backing up in sort of a defensive posture as you do you pick up how do you what do you yeah like uh, like cradle him in your arms yeah yeah he's just like totally out of it his eyes yeah. are just and starting to glaze over will always yeah Harbecker Rooney cappuccino cappuccino <laughs> so uh, what what's the what's the state of this um, as I care uh, it is on its hind legs, uh, screaming, flailing, shaking its head, trying to like, it's it's shaking its head violently as if to shake something off of the end of its spine, which is not actually there anymore. Um, and uh, it doesn't look terribly interested in you all. It is much more interested in the end of its face. Right. Okay. So I think things are probably pretty safe relatively then. So I'm going to uh, rush to, to Davery and do some, some healing magic here. Okay. I think I want to do. Uh, I I don't know if I have anything that like would explicitly like rid a status condition, you know, like cure poison or anything like mm -hmm. that. 
uh, but I, I can just heal hit points. So. Yep. Okay. So you you can yeah you can heal his hit points, um, but if he has like a poison going through him, that doesn't take care of the poison. Yeah. Well, Shit. at least with your care over the course of whatever journey you can keep him alive maybe keep pumping hit points into him yeah mm-hmm. maybe somebody can will have a something that can do yeah god i i wish i knew my spells a little better because i don't i don't think i i don't think i have anything that could help with that but well just roll heals for now and he probably won't die cool so i'll do cure one cure wounds at third level mm-hmm. so that's going to be because he did take 20 damage that's also. right right that's part of the reason there's this... Right. So fun fact, the fact that you trained him to become a level one adventurer gave him uh, more... Like an NPC's hit points is literally like one die. But now that he has... Uh, <laughs> now that he's like like technically like a level one or whatever, <laughs> he's uh, yeah. not going to get one shot by a spine hunter, spine wow. body. Well, that's awesome. Okay, I'm going to do some cure wounds. Yeah, do some heals. Um, and bruh. this is... Do some heals, bruh. Good start, one. Don't like that. Another one. And a two, plus my uh, spellcasting ability, which is my wisdom modifier, mm-hmm. which is three, which is a whopping so seven. Yeah. And do you get... Uh, oh, and, and plus three, domain? yeah, for my Disciple of Life. So so actually, so even ten. though you rolled like ass, yeah, you still the worst, just ten, the worst. Cool. Which is really good. So yeah, <laughs> you see the wound start to... So, um, uh, so what does the scene look like as you heal him? Uh, so we're like running and rushing, and um, I, uh, I'm, I'm helping Ornella like take up Davery's weight, and at the same time, I'm putting a hand over the the gaping hole in him and trying to. Uh, I, I'm like holding. I, I'm I've got my my holy symbol, and it's slightly glowing, and uh, the the wound starts to stitch together, but the the coagulated parts begin to like. It's almost as if they, like they were squeezed, begin to like pour out like mm-hmm. pudding. Oh, gross! But cool, awesome. All right, top of the turn order, Orzok. Uh, so um, the creature is kind of consumed with its own situation at this point, mm-hmm. and I kind of share a look with Ortic, and I kind of like give him a look, and I pick up the the thing that I chopped off. And uh, and I kind of say, um, in our language, I say, a trophy. Ah, yes. Let's go. And he, uh, Look, he... we must attend. Uh, we we must attend to Davery. He's a soft sort. So so running backwards, you're having this back and forth, and he says, "I worry that he may not survive the trip back to see the shaman. But if we can get him home, someone may be able to heal him." Harbecking is the best chance he has. So, uh, everyone, so we can move out of uh, free actions now, and, and every, eventually everyone gets into the canyon. You can see from above the uh, Barabundi warriors uh, climb into the canyon from the top of it and are working their way down. Uh, a couple of them are pretty scraped up, and they're missing most of their spears. And uh, now everyone has gathered inside this canyon. And Ortig rushes over to you two attending Davery, and you can see his eyes are just like completely glazed over his mouth is hanging open his breathing is becoming more labored you've healed his hit points um but the the wound is not able to fully close i I can't cure the poison i don't know what this is i I, i've seen it in snakes uh the uh, our our shaman will look at him there is a uh, 
they will be able to provide him some comfort, but we need to get him there as soon as possible or he will not survive this. All right. Um, get on the demigriff. Someone hold him. Okay. Uh, and Ortic says in Barabundi to two of the warriors, uh, 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 escort them and make sure they are not, uh, make sure they have no difficulties getting into the camp by the orders of me. And they both just quietly nod their head yes, and they immediately just start sprinting ahead. I really quickly uh, approach the demigriff, and with a uh, a palm that is facing down at first, I open it up to his beak, and then open palm, and wait for him to uh, grace it a little. Animal and- handling at advantage for me, cool. please. So that's twenty. Uh, nice. He he. It uh, the demigriff bows its head, and I say, "Go fast." And this thing, like a like a lightning bolt, you see its uh, claws extend out of its uh, front paws, grip into the soft earth, and just start just running down the canyon after the Barabundi warriors that have a surprising amount of speed by running on foot. And that's Davery and I both on the, or just Davery and the warriors. I think you two. Yeah. You need to hold them up. Yeah. Uh, and so... We'll do like a split scene here. Cut over to uh, uh, Davery, who's we see the scene of like Davery being held up by Ornella, and it, his head is slowly having trouble. Uh, it's beginning to droop a little bit as as they're running, and as you can feel as you're holding him up, that his labor is becoming more and more, or his his labor, his breathing <laughs> is becoming more and more labored. Oh, and with a, a last shout with my healing word, I say, "Head up." Davery and I do a little healing word. Do a little, do a little healing word for me. Yeah, because we're we're just we're doing stuff. Okay. Well, you're basically counteracting the damage that the poison is doing by the healing that you're giving him. Yeah. So this is just. I'll do it at second level for two d four. There's a four. <sighs> nice. And a three is seven plus disciple of life is ten. Nice. So you have cured him of all the damage that it took initially from the. So, all right, constitution save on Davery. He passes his constitution save, uh, so it doesn't get worse. Um, And he does not need to... uh, Okay. Cut back over to the party, the the rest that are running on foot. So that's... It's me, Orzok, it's Harbeck, it's Ortic, and maybe... Like three other scouts. All right. Um, On your command... Well, then, uh, uh, we must hurry, then. Hurry behind them as quickly as we can. Yep. So we're just running. Uh, keep your eyes above. We do not want uh, Azakir to follow us to the village. That would be worse. Hmm. Do we need to draw him off? I believe we have scared it. I don't know that it wants further conflict with us, but if it does, we should keep our eyes open. Uh, I will head up the canyon and run atop the walls to make sure that it uh, is not tracking us. Give a call if... Yes. As before. He jumps up and, like, spider climbs up the side of the canyon wall to the the canyon ledge. And we will... uh, Let's see. We're running a little bit long, but I think... See, it's 3.30 now. So let's, let's do this last scene, and then we'll call this episode... Uh, we we hop over to Ornella and the two warriors and uh, the unconscious, the semi-conscious Davery, 
and running through this canyon, eventually the canyon opens up and you see it opens up to a larger river and across the river there, well, well there's a, like a stone uh, dam that has been set up that crosses the river. And on the other side of the river is this uh, sprawling tent village. Um, you can see there are people, there are elves, there are uh, humans, there are halflings, but they're vaguely uh, shaded and, and complected in the same way that uh, Orzok is. And the, the ones by the river, their heads look up as the two scouts burst from the canyon first, followed by this demigriff. Uh, there are spearmen that come up and they grab spears and you can see that they are holding, um, uh, they look like rocks in their hands and approach the edge and they say something in a language you don't recognize. The two scouts reply and you hear the words Ortic and then you hear the word Orzok and the spearmen look like taken aback and they uh, yell something in a language you don't recognize and the uh, scouts turn to you, Ornella, and in common says, it would be best if you left this here, the demigriff. Oh, of course. Carry him, take him with us. And they run across this stone bridge, leading you into this tent, small tent city. And people are, they look up to you as you walk through, uh, well, probably jog or run through with yeah. Davery like, his eyes open and his mouth just like, <laughs> and uh, we see uh, you get uh, past a couple of tents and a a woman who definitely looks more like Orzok. She has uh, strong. She has a strong jaw. She has uh, two large lower fangs, and she just looks like a badass. She's got um, this black armored plating on her and uh, you can see her face is just covered in scars and she screams at you in common stop you will not make one more step further into this place outsider please no not again your people are not welcome here and one of the scouts comes up and puts his hands up and she says you will not talk to me this way and she turns back to you, Ornella. I am Scale Mother, Scale Mother Oanamaka, and I demand that you leave this place now. Fine, but will you please, please help him? She looks down at Davery, who's like now mildly begin to like quiver and shake in your arms. The coagulated blood, like, is slowly trickling out of his shoulder. And she turns and looks to you and she says, I'm sorry, there is nothing I can do. It is too late for him. I try to, like, charge past her. Okay. And uh, she... You're just too quick. She, like, goes to pull, like, a, a small blade from her uh, from her belt, but you, like, brush right past her. And she... She turns and just watches you walk through, and one of the scouts, they, the scale mother and the scouts exchange a glance, and the other scout says, in there, in that tent, and you see there is an old man uh, who opens one of the tent flaps and looks at you, and then looks at Davery and says, 
I, yes, bring him. And the scene slowly fades to black. All right. That was fun. Dang. Went a little long in the third third part, but that was, uh, I think it was worth it. So um, I already know what the next episode is going to be called. Charity has collapsed. What were you, what's it going to be called? Uh, Flowers for Davery. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, he's probably shoot. not. He might not die. So that was great. How's everyone feeling? Uh, winded. Yeah, that uh, was nuts, right? Quite a, quite a it was very much a rising action. Yeah. Status? Fucked. <laughs> Yeet. So with that, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of our normal outro. Let everyone that wants to give a quick shout out. Uh, I guess, uh, Charity, how are you feeling? Ow, my hair is stuck in the chair. Oh, don't do that. Um, I feel good. Okay, good. I feel fine. Anything to plug? Anything you want to shout out? Um, yeah, May 18th. Uh, again, still a little ways out, but May 18th at Lefty's Live Music uh, will be a show called Fembomb. Uh, it's all female uh, comedy in Des Moines. Um, I'm literally like so shaken up, I like can't think straight. Cool. Uh, That's awesome. Um, I'm thinking of uh, making my Twitter unprivate, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure that it's just charity underscore coons. Uh, but I'm fun. I'm. I love to drunk tweet. So there's a couple of those from last night. Cool. <laughs> check those They're out. They're a real treat. Um, um. But I don't worry about anything. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Earlier I had mentioned that I bought these dice at GaryCon. and they're super awesome. And I think you can buy them online, and they're super dope. I don't fucking remember where I put the shit. Come back to me. I'll come back to you. Yeah. Timmy, Tim, Tim, Timmy, Tim, Tim, Overton. That's me. Uh, What'd you think? How'd that go? Oh, man. I thought this session was just amazing. Yeah. This was pretty balling, right? Yeah. Oh, really freaking Slow burn up to like a pretty explosive ending. Oh, yeah. I love, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Oh man, and and I, I appreciate that Harback did get some you know some solo time in this episode. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate those those uh, chances to get to do stuff and learn more about the background of things. Yeah, like, yeah. Loved getting to meet uh, Cliff. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh man, Balarat. <laughs> yeah, Balarat. That's a cool name, yeah, right? Totally. That was his idea. <laughs> great, great name. Yeah. Um, he'll show up again. Awesome. I I hope so. Um, yeah, plugs. Uh, chow down uh, every third Saturday of the month. This month it lands on April twentieth. So whatever we, that is, I, we're we're gonna try and Fuck figure out me. something to do. I think for <laughs> yeah, I don't know 20. if it's a holiday or anything. Uh, something's but... going on that day. I think so. Yeah, uh, and it's a special early show. We'll be mm-hmm. starting at seven thirty, mm-hmm. I believe, at the Des Moines Social Club mm-hmm. uh, in the normal spot in the basement. And also, uh, while we're doing that, that night we are sharing the uh, the space with uh, Love Making, who is doing an album release party. So there will be plenty of fun things to do yeah. this night. Um, it's going to be a whole night of just extravagant excess and fun. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, check out Chowdown April 20th, 730 at the Basement Bar and stay all night. Hang with us as we watch the uh, pop, uh, electronic pop 
psychedelic oh, yeah. show that it's is a spectacle. making costumes, makeup. Uh, one, I think one person will be dressed up as Snake Man. Excellent. I think they will have a Snake Man. Snake Man. That's how you know it's a great party. Anytime there's a Snake Man party, the party don't stop. Uh, Charity, did you find that thing you want to plug? Yeah. Uh, so I bought these dice at Gary Con. Um, the gentleman was really cool and really nice, and it's um, the company is called Roll Four Initiative. Uh, with the number four, R-O-L-E, four initiative. Uh, and they are on, you can buy their dice online at r4i.us. Uh, and they are called diffusion dice. So they look, they're, they're all different colors. And they kind of look like uh, like a an ink drop in water Oh, cool! Uh, in their dice. All of them are different. All the dice are just like slightly bigger than like your standard uh, pack of dice. And they have, uh, they're designed for like visibility cool so they're super cool every time i've rolled with one of these not every time but most times i've rolled with these dice i've rolled pretty lucky rolls pretty well yeah so max damage and almost max damage pretty sweet yeah so that's cool shout out to them i um, i talked uh, it's when i got lost i got like separated from you guys and i didn't know where i was <laughs> got um, lost bought dice Yep, got lost <laughs> i remember dice. I've, I've, i found you, you at had that to place. come that's rescue right. me <laughs> I did. <laughs> that's a story for another day it is it is totally and but yeah they're super awesome so check out those dice cool also thanks. paul i'm pretty fucked up from this episode good but i had a good time please do not think that i did not no i know have a good time no i know <laughs> i know i know the difference between someone having fun and like um being emotionally invested and yeah not having fun and just being miserable so no cool. i get it it's cool oh. that's great i love hearing that that's what makes it all worth it. And uh, bringing up the rear. Uh, <laughs> always. <laughs> always glistening. Not too afraid to bring up the rear. <laughs> glistening and pontificating. Jason, what's up? Hey. You demoed for us during the break some of your band's tracks. Really so, cool. Yeah. Here's what I, here, so here's what I, I'll, I'll, I'll pitch this. Okay, pitch it. So... Uh, seven days after 420, because all life is measured of how before 420 before and how 420 after 420 after it 420. is. So seven days after 420, Super Chief will begin to record its fourth studio album, its sixth recording as a band, concept album, title still in the works, but man. So uh, just uh, listen to this for a second. So that's just a little taste of uh, some demos that we were putting together for pre-production for the album. Anyway, um, so yeah, 427, we're going in. We're going to start recording. Um, it's going to take a little bit. You know, we're planning to spend some time in the studio to do some, you know, a band like Super Chief is a live band. So you, when you're in the studio, you want to do things you don't do live. So there will be some experimentation and different instruments that we normally don't do. Um, May 4th. We're super chief is playing the vintage torque fest, which is a huge, um, 
kind of antique vintage car slash vintage motor motorcycle show the last couple days at the fairgrounds in Dubuque. Uh, it's a huge party. If you're into that kind of stuff, I would recommend it. There's a lot of rockabilly bands. There's a lot of different stuff over two days that happens there. A lot of cool stuff. Uh, it's a swap meet. You can get, you can, you know, trade gear with, if you're looking to build a bike or whatever. Um, that's a fun time. And then, um, uh, April 16th, um, Super Chief is playing at Vaudeville Muse with a band called The Well um, and a band called, uh, what is it, Into the Something Something. What I'm, day is that? It's um, at Vaudeville. It is. I'm going to find it because I just lost it. This is this is what happens to people. <laughs> when you get old. When you become aged. Into the Cove is the third band that's joining the bill. Uh, so it's Thursday, May 16th. It's the uh, 21 plus show. Um, that's me. If you like stuff that is heavy and fun to listen to, The Well is a band, a great band that does not get to come through these parts very often. Um, I would recommend it. I know Thursday nights can be rough, but just do your part. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of other things going on. I actually incredibly busy. It's a little bit too much at times, but I'd rather be this way than be boring. So that's what I'm up to. Nice. I'm, I went pitch happy. I'm sorry, guys. No, no, no. no. Please do. Hell this yeah. is great. These are all really cool things that everyone should be a part of in some way. Mm-hmm. As for myself, I, like Tim said, chow down 420, be there. Uh, and you know, celebrate in whatever way you deem is worthy of whatever. Going to church, yes, and praying to lots of prayer, God of the underworld. Um, oh, I don't have a lot of. El- so the only other thing that I really want to plug is that I'm going to be doing a live stream on May 4th, which is a Saturday. I'm going to do a live stream from my room, cool. and I'm going to be unveiling a bunch of cool artwork from the show. Awesome. I'm going to be unveiling our new website. I'm going to be unveiling uh, a brand new podcast show that we're going to run from June to July. And uh, I'm going to give a little bit of some some DM stuff, some behind-the-scenes stuff. So uh, I'm really excited. To, it's going to be about an hour, I think, of, of reveals. It'll be on Facebook Live. So if you uh, don't already, please go check out Des Moines & Dragons on Facebook. It's just Facebook slash Des Moines & Dragons to come find us and make sure you... Uh, get your coffee, get some breakfast because uh, 1130, 1130 on uh, May 4th, I'm going to be doing this uh, DM Des Moines and Dragons uh, live stream. So behind the curtain. Yeah, I'm going to peel back those curtains. I'm going to taper them back and behind the wizard sleeve. <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah, so that's that's what I have going on. And. Before we depart today, I want to do one more little story piece to give us a nice and interesting uh, little bit of uh, a little taste of some something. So we the this so all of that fades to black. My voice goes away and fades back up to the city of Alal at night, and the you know, we watch as a guard for how Sambridge is walking around the horse stables. He's uh, got a lantern, and he he goes and yawns, big yawn, covers his mouth and wipes the sleep from his eyes. It's very, very late. And he's walking uh, in front of the 
uh, main gate to the stables, and he hears uh, rustling from coming inside the stable, and he calls in and says, Hey, is that you, Ed? And uh, a few quiet moments go by, and then a, rep- uh, a ruffled reply goes, Horse thief! Horse thief! Get it! Horse thief! And Ed puts his lantern down and grabs his uh, crossbow from his uh, from his side and levels the crossbow into the dark uh, stables. And you can hear the of uh, horse horse hooves as they get closer and closer to him. He uh, we see a close up on his face as he closes one eye. He breathes in just as the silhouette of a horse and a cloaked rider coming through. And we watch as he exhales and we see the close-up of his trigger finger pull and the snap of a bolt. Uh, bolt flies through the air. Uh, a voice cries out in pain. Uh, a female voice cries out in pain. And the horse uh, uh, the horse rears and kicks and we see the uh, silhouette of a cloaked figure fall off the horse and land on its side. And the uh, guard uh, climbs over the fence and goes over to the uh, goes over to the horse and is trying to to calm it down. It keeps rearing on its back legs, and uh, he calls over, "Hey, give me some help over here! I think he's down." And the uh, we see a lantern light come from around a corner inside the stable, and the man runs over and grabs grabs the other parts of the reins and helps settle the horse down. And uh, he he takes the the man that just runs over takes the reins and says. Hey, someone's trying to rob the stables. I'll I'll put this one back. You you see who we got to deal with here. And the the man turns and pulls the horse and starts leading it down from where it came. Ed, the guard that we've been following for the last few minutes, uh, picks up the lantern and shines it over to the uh, crumpled body. Uh, we can see the breathing of the person is becoming more and more uh, shallow and quick as the person is probably near death. He, he holds the lantern light, and we see from over Ed's shoulder the uh, body of a woman in a black cloak. She's in a, uh, looks like in a nightgown. She's not wearing shoes. Um, she's just in a nightgown in this overcloak. And we see her lying on her side with her hand over her stomach. Um, she has like a distended, extended belly. And he, we see his eyes go wide, and he runs over on his knees and pulls back the hood of um, the person lying on the ground, and we see Ophelia Sambridge, who's lying on the ground, her eyes wide, and she's just whispering, my baby, my baby, and fades to black. <gasps> oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, join us next time. We'll Holy be back shit. mid-May for episode 10 of Des Moines and Dragons. Have a good night and a great spring. We'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.